Welcome to your Sunday Reader. Today we'll be discussing the readings for the 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time, 2010. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. When the days for Jesus' being taken up were fulfilled, he resolutely determined to journey to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him. On the way they entered a Samaritan village to prepare for his reception there, but they would not welcome him because the destination of his journey was Jerusalem. When the disciples James and John saw this, they asked, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? Jesus turned and rebuked them as they journeyed to another village. As they were proceeding on their journey, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus answered him, Foxes have dens, and birds of the sky have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to rest his head. And to another he said, Follow me. But he replied, Lord, let me go first and bury my father. But he answered him, Let the dead bury their dead, but you go and proclaim the kingdom of God. And another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me say farewell to my family at home. To him, Jesus said, No one who sets a hand to the plow and looks to what was left behind is fit for the kingdom of God. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Hello and welcome to your Sunday Reader. I'm Father Brian and I'm here today with Dawn. Hello, everyone. And Dawn, we have a couple of announcements for our listeners before we begin discussing our readings regarding the, the announcements or regarding our podcast here. One of the things we're going to do is this will be our last podcast for the summer. We'll come back during the fall, but during the summer, what we want to do is kind of look at what we've been doing with the podcast, see where we want to go, how we want to do the podcast. And so if anybody out there also has creative ideas for us that would be helpful for improving our podcast, we'd really welcome you to send us an email. You can reach me at brian at workingtobeathell.org, which is a good way to reach me. And if you just send an email to me and let me know um, anything, I won't take offense either if you just say the whole thing is horrible and this is what you need to do and redesign <laughs> the entire thing from the ground up. But because um, we want to know what, what it is that people are looking for in the podcast, why people listen, all sorts of things. So if you could send an email, that would be great to help give us some ideas of how we want to restructure the podcast. But this will probably be the last podcast until around September, and we'll start putting bulletin announcements for those who pick it up from the website or through iTunes. You'll see it'll resume the same way through iTunes, um, so in September at some point. We just want to let our listeners know that we're going to be off the, I don't know if it's airwaves is the right word, the, <laughs> the, uh, the internet packets for a little while. Um, Cyberspace. That's right. <laughs> but we still want to talk about the readings this week. And Don, did you have any thoughts that struck you with any of these readings? Well, there's a few and um, different things that I thought about. One of them is, uh, you know, Jesus is asking people to follow him. And sometimes I think it's tempting in our, especially in our society, to think, oh, Jesus is only saying, follow me to the clergy. So to perhaps to you, Brian, or mm -hmm. Father Brian, or to someone like in your circumstances. It's never to, you know, the person that works at the bank or the person that is mm -hmm. at the gas station. But in reality, Jesus is asking each of us to follow him. Mm -hmm. 
And I think it's just an important reminder that it's not just the special people. We're all special. And so Mm -hmm. (laughs) we all have some sort of call to follow him. And, and pairing on that, um, I got to thinking about no one can tell you what your call is only. It's only between you and God. Mm -hmm. Um, I may think I know the best way and this is what God's calling you to do, but I may not, that might just be my opinion. Now it's not saying you can't, you shouldn't be listening to other people, but, um, we just have to keep that all in mind. Right. Well, and, and I think you're right on there. The, the one thing we do is there, nobody should be telling you what your call is, but you can enter a discernment process with other people. Certainly other people can help you to recognize, you know, what your gifts are, and ask, you know, if you thought about this? And, and someone like a good spiritual director would, would help you with mm-hmm. that. Um, Don, I know your story is one where you were working in the corporate world for a while, and you are now working in youth ministry. <laughs> and I'm sure that process didn't just come instantly as a, uh, you know, change of where was God calling you uh, to work. And not to say that somebody working in a corporate world is not where God is calling them to. Right, right. But there's a process that you probably went through and you probably, even though you ultimately had to be the person to take the responsibility for making the decision and saying, this is where I believe God is calling me. I'm sure that you probably didn't do that on your own and just, uh, right. I mean, I'm sure you consulted other people, maybe other parishioners in the parish, family, certainly uh, maybe a priest or two. Yep, but, you're exactly right. Yeah, so those are things that um, that when you say that, that, I just want to make sure our listeners understand. We're not saying that it's it's your will is what God is calling you to, and certainly <laughs> wouldn't that, that be awesome? Well, that's right. my will to be independently wealthy. <laughs> that's right. God must ding, be ding, calling ding. <laughs> yes. God must be calling me to that. But it's something that again, it's God is calling you to, and that call is usually. While, while you're correct in saying yeah, you're the only person who can ultimately figure that out, you figure it out in the context of community. It's not usually right, a exactly. me and God thing. Another thing that might strike some people is a bit harsh in some of these readings are the Lord's responses to those who he calls to follow him. Or the, at first, the first person says, you know, let me go bury my father. And he says, let the dead bury their dead. Right. And, um, and he says, let me say bye to my family first, the next person. And he says, you know, if you set a hand to the plow and look to what you left behind, you're not fit for the kingdom of God. Those sound like two pretty harsh statements, and indeed they are harsh statements. The important thing to remember here is Jesus is not condemning the concept of family and having close family relationships or even burying the dead. I mean, certainly we say that that's one of the corporal works of mercy is to bury the dead. But what he, what it is here is it's pointing to there's so many things we can always come up with an excuse as to why we shouldn't follow God or why we shouldn't follow him at least yet. You know, and that was even St. Augustine's famous for having a prayer of, you know, Lord, make me holy, but not yet. You know, <laughs> and I think that's that prayer really resonates with most of us, if we're if we're honest, you know, we all intellectually probably want to be holy. I mean, we all want to go to heaven. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast if you weren't trying to be holy in some way. And yet there's always something that we always see that can distract us from our holiness. And it usually tends to be something that we want. It's, you know, our own will and our own self, you know, so whatever it might be, whether it's, you know, your desire for wealth, as as you were talking about earlier, you know, your desire for fame or your, you know, any kind of desires, a lot of times they can pull us from God. 
And there's always an excuse, and you're always going to be able to come up with an excuse for why I'm not following God. Um, But what Jesus is telling us is you can't be putting other things ahead of me. I have to be the central focus. Now, if I'm the central focus, then go ahead, bury your dead. You know, go ahead, say bye to your family. But I have to be the central focus. Right. You know, it's when we think about this, you know, following after Jesus, thinking about it in the context of the big things, what am I going to do with my life? Not that it's easy, but it's more understandable when you're thinking about, well, I'm going to follow God. I'm going to choose a profession that perhaps I'm being called to. When it gets the real doldrums, you know, the everyday life, um, the monotony, it's in those moments that I have the most difficult of saying, yes, I'll follow you. And it's just, um, it's a struggle for me. Um, but it's probably really easy for you, right, Father Brian? It's it's extremely easy for me. I thought yeah. it must be. Yeah. Yeah. I've never once struggled when trying to follow the Lord. You know, everybody <laughs> just rejoices. They're always welcoming of my message. They're always welcoming of everything I do. Never had anybody, you know, bash me on the internet or anything like that. It's um, it's always just been wonderful. No, and no, and it, as you're right, it's it's always um, it's always hard. Both in I, I think it's hard in different ways. I, I don't want to say that you know the little times are the hardest for me because certainly um, the big times when they get hard can be pretty darn hard right. and overwhelming yeah, too. Yeah. So, so um, but I guess I, I have more of the normal. <laughs> that's why it seems harder because that's so. It's. Right. It's easy to get into like that days. routine and then right. and to, to recognize God in kind of the ordinary. You tend to, I, th- I think you're right, the natural inclination is when we're in big crisis situations, that's when we turn to God almost all the time. I mean, that's kind of instinctively. And we can mm-hmm. kind of forget it in the ordinary things or, you know, ordinary events pass by and we just kind of let them go. We either... Uh, you know, aren't listening, but we say, oh, it's okay, it's just this one time, or it's just this small little thing, or, um, you know, this is just my little reward for following God 20 to other times this week. But um, the reality, like you said, is that we're called to always follow God. And sometimes it might mean making the little sacrifices, and sometimes that can be hard because it throws us out of our normal routine, those little sacrifices do. Or sometimes they add up, um, and eventually they begin to get to the point where it feels like the straw that broke the camel's back kind right, of thing. Yeah. Um, but, of course, we're always called to be constantly doing that and and constantly asking ourselves, you know, what more should we be doing, too? That's one of the things, too. We're never going to be at a point where we've done enough. And even in Scripture elsewhere, in Scripture we hear, you know, it's said that, you know, at the end of the day, the only thing that we should be able to say is, you know, all I've done is... Um, you know, what's been asked. I'm a worthless servant. I haven't done anything above and beyond. I've just done what I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And and that, that really is an important thing, uh, piece in all of it, too. But I think you're right. The, it, it can be hard in the when things are in the ordinary situations because we don't tend to think to reflect on how am I following God. And this is where I find an Ignatian prayer from St. Ignatius, that's where it gets the name Ignatian prayer, called the examination of conscience can be very helpful and one of the things that Ignatius does is he has the Jesuits, um, which is the community he founded, uh, doing this prayer. They're supposed to do it, I think it's twice a day. And what you do is you kind of go through your day and you reflect on your day and say, where was God in my day? Where did I see him? Where did I follow him? Where did I fail to see him? 
And I think that's so important because it can help us realize that not only our big sins and, you know, things like that, but also, you know, where God is in the ordinariness or where we need him in our ordinary lives. You know, what parts of our lives are sort of on autopilot, so to speak, and are in need of being taken off of autopilot and uh, given over to God. Um, and sometimes there's so many things like I can think in my own day where I'm just kind of going through motions or you know, doing things at work um, where God doesn't really enter the equation. And, and I'm not saying that in a good sense, it sh- he should enter the equation in everything. But so often it's so easy for me to forget that God is behind this, that, or the other and let the ordinary circumstances just kind of go by or the ordinariness of my day just go by without taking the time to reflect that God is also there present in the ordinary. And Don, we've come to the end of our time podcasting. But hopefully we've given people some things to think about, and we hope they'll join us in the fall when we are back on the internet waves. And like I said, we will put bulletin announcements both at my parish, A Peace of Christ, and Don at your parish. I'm sure you'll be able to get some in the bulletin as well over at St. Mary in Canandaigua. And I'll throw something up over on the Working to Beat Hell website as well. And we do welcome any feedback that we can get from you guys on how we could improve the podcast. And we will hear, or we will be on the airwaves soon. I won't say next week. So have a good summer, and God bless. A reading from the first book of Kings. The Lord said to Elijah, "You shall anoint Elisha, son of Shaphat, of Abel Meholah, as a prophet to succeed you." Elijah set out and came upon Elisha, son of Shaphat, as he was plowing with twelve yoke of oxen. He was following the twelve. Elijah went over to him and threw his cloak over him. Elisha left the oxen, ran after Elijah, and said, Please, let me kiss my father and mother goodbye, and I will follow you. Elijah answered, Go back. Have I done anything to you? Elisha left him and taking the yoke of oxen, slaughtered them. He used the plowing equipment for fuel to boil their flesh, and gave it to his people to eat. Then Elisha left and followed Elijah, his attendant. The Word of the Lord. You are my inheritance, O Lord. You are my inheritance, O Lord. Keep me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, My Lord are you. O Lord, my allotted portion and my cup, you it is who hold fast my lot. You are my inheritance, O Lord. I bless the Lord who counsels me. Even in the night my heart exhorts me. I set the Lord ever before me. With him at my right hand I shall not be disturbed. You are my inheritance, O Lord. Therefore my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body, too, abides in confidence because you will not abandon my soul to the netherworld, nor will you suffer your faithful one to undergo corruption. You are my inheritance, O Lord. You will show me the path to life, fullness of joys in your presence, the delights at your right hand forever. You are my inheritance, O Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Galatians. Brothers and sisters, for freedom Christ set us free, So stand firm and do not submit again to the yoke of slavery. For you were called for freedom, brothers and sisters. 
But do not use this freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. Rather, serve one another through love. For the whole law is fulfilled in one statement, namely, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you go on biting and devouring one another, beware that you are not consumed by one another. I say then, live by the Spirit, and you will certainly not gratify the desire of the flesh. For the flesh has desires against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. These are opposed to each other, so that you may not do what you want. But if you are guided by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The Word of the Lord. <laughs> 